Welcome to the Wedding Obsessed Podcast designed to help you plan your dream day. I'm your host, Adriana, and each week I'm joined by the wedding industry's top professionals, celebs, influencers, and friends who share tips, trends, advice, and mistakes they've made so you don't have to. This is the Prenup Podcast. If you've started planning your wedding but you haven't thought about your stationery, you need to start now. Today's guest, Michaeline of Queen Bee Design Studios, is explaining why it's so important to start early to create a cohesive theme around your entire wedding. She's also answering all of your questions about save the dates, wedding invitations, signage, all of your stationery, from how to word your invitations to the best ways to send them and beyond. In addition to being an amazing wedding stationery designer, Michaeline is also a wedding coordinator. So she has tons of fun, hot takes and advice about wedding planning. If you want to connect with Michaeline, I have everywhere you can find her in the show notes. With that, please welcome the fabulous Michaeline of Queen Bee Design Studios to the Prenup Podcast. So if you listen to the end of each episode, you know we do a monthly giveaway of our Prenup Bridal Prep Planner. But in addition to that, we're doing another giveaway that you guys are going to love. You heard me talking about smart labels on last week's episode. It's such a great product and it's so versatile, whether you're planning your wedding or you're moving or you just have a lot of things in storage. So the way it works is you download the Smart Labels app, and that's available on iOS and Android. Then you label your boxes. Each label has a unique identifier and color to help you organize your boxes. Then you're going to scan the label. In the app, you can give each box a name, location, description, pictures, as well as descriptions of each item inside. And that's going to help you easily find any item that you're searching for, whether that's your DIY centerpieces or your bridesmaids gifts for the morning of your wedding. You can search for it in the app and it'll tell you the exact location of the box, as well as the label color, identifier, and any uploaded pictures. So you're not going to have to unstack a million boxes, rummage through everything to try to find that one thing that you're looking for, only to find out that it was actually in your mom's garage and not in your attic. You can find out what's in the box without ever actually having to open it. So the winners will not only get this 48 pack of Smart Label stickers, but they will also get one year free of the Smart Label app. I just got mine in and I'm so excited because within the next couple weeks, I'm going to be putting away all of my Christmas decor and it was very difficult to find all the things that I was looking for this year. So Smart Labels is going to make that really, really easy for me. To enter, just send a screenshot of your follow or subscribe on whatever platform that you listen or watch this podcast on to my email, which is adriana at the-pre-nup.com. I'll list that in the show notes. And if you want to know more about Smart Labels, visit qrsmartlabels.com. Thank you to Smart Labels for sponsoring this episode. McLean, I'm so excited to have you on today. We start every episode with a cocktail hour, which is kind of just where we chit chat. We get to know you a little bit. But in this one, I wanted to start with something that I thought was so funny. So um, a few weeks ago, you and I, you know, we had a little like FaceTime, we were connecting and you put on your Instagram story that you put a calendar um, invite or, you know, your shared calendar with your husband that you were doing (laughs) the podcast. (laughs) So tell this story. I was cracking up. It's really funny because like... Like I, like, you know, we have three kids and, um, six, five and almost one. So our life is slightly, thank you. It's a little bit chaotic, right? And he's a fireman. So his schedule is extra. So calendar, shared calendar is like Bible in our life. Like we have to have it on point. Like as soon as something changes an appointment, so everything goes into the calendar. So every once in a while we like put something in and then I'd like remember to tell him later. Yeah. So I was so excited to connect with you and I knew that we were going to be on this recording together. So I quickly put in the calendar, like McLean prenup 
on this date. Yes. And then forgot to, to tell him about it. And I just kept moving through the day. And then he got home and he was like, um, is is there something we need to talk about? I'm like, I don't know what happened. And I'm like all super concerned, like something big happened. And he's like, um, are you are you getting a prenup done? <laughs> I started crying laughing because I was like, well, we're definitely not going to get a prenup after we've been married. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe a post-op, you know, I, I've come into <laughs> some money that, you know, you should know about. <laughs> so I told him all about the podcast. He thought it was quite funny, but I was like, that's like when you know someone's like name or yes. like their business name, like can create like a stir, like, you know, that's like the best. So that's why I but, thought it was so funny because I like it's so funny funny. because I never I guess I never really talk about the name the prenup and it kind of came about as like an agreement the brides make with themselves to really just be their best before their wedding like make themselves knowledgeable and you know give themselves all the resources but anyone who comes upon my page is probably like what what an odd name like it looks so you know nice and sweet but like prenups have a pretty bad reputation you know bad connotation with it but I'm glad that you said that because I was thinking and I was like well it makes sense to me because I think when you're in the industry for so long you're like you don't just get to be like oh I'm getting married on this date and then it just magically shows up and then everything's like fine and dandy like you have to do like the work ahead of time so I'm like I get this like the prenup it's like all the stuff that happens before the big day because you can't just show up and think like it's all gonna work (laughs) totally yeah because of course like in legal terms you know prenuptial agreement typically deals with finances and things of that nature protecting yourself but like if you break it down like a prenuptial agreement like what are we going to agree to before we get married like how are we going to to prepare ourselves but enough about me because we're here with you today and I love your page. I love what you put out there. You give such great tips. Thank and you. I explained in the intro a little bit, you know, you do invitation design as well as coordination. Mm-hmm. And right now you're in California, yes? Yes. Okay. So I'm in the Northeast. So wedding season is a little bit different for us probably because yeah. we're just like, you know, typically May, June, September, October is our heavy season. Do you guys have any lull because the weather is nicer? So, you know, people can get married all year. Yeah, we definitely are like, we have two seasons down in Southern California. You know, it's like yeah. summer and getting ready for summer. Like that's basically it. It's so hot all the time. Although it's cold today, which is, and cold by my standards, it's less than 70. So oh slightly Nicolene, it's like 30 here. It's disgusting. <laughs> I'm like, it's sunny. Where's this wind coming from? I don't appreciate it. No, our wedding season definitely follows the, it, it's really like heavy spring and fall because summer does get too hot to get married. And sure. a lot of people want to get married outside and not follow that tradition of like being in a church. So yeah. when the, we've had couples where like, they were adamant about using very specific silverware. So we set out all their tables and everything was like beautiful. But by the time that it was time to eat, the silverware was too hot to touch. Like people oh couldn't eat. And we were just like, oh, okay. So keep in mind. So we tend to see like people or like the weddings get really late because then, you know, they're like, well, we want to get married in August. I'm like, great. Then started at seven o'clock at night because it stays, right. it stays light forever over here. 
So yeah, we'll just and push it back. Cooler. So our seasons, they do like ebb and flow a little bit. Um, yeah. But we find like December, like November, December, everything kind of like, because I feel like it's like tropically plants out here. Most things die in the winter and nobody wants to get married outside when it's ugly. So yeah, that makes sense. So I guess it does kind of align a little bit everywhere. And you know, getting married during the holiday season is a little bit more difficult because there is so much going on. So yeah. it it is like, I think most wedding professionals would say it's like the latest time. However, for you, I'm sure a lot of people are beginning to start their invitation process, their save the dates, things like that. So I want to get into some of that today okay. as well. So when is the best time to start thinking about, you know, save the dates, invitations? Like how far in advance do you suggest? Yeah. Okay. So I always tell couples and they think I'm crazy, but I say when you say yes, you're going to get engaged or you get engaged, right? You kind of pick your date time. Yeah. As soon as you find your photographer, your stationary person should be next. And they're always like, no, you're just saying that because it's you. I'm like, no, for real. Like, <laughs> because... When you start doing, you pick your date and then you pick your photographer, then you say, you know, the next step is this essentially your engagement photos. And yeah. so while people are like on Pinterest and they're pinning all the beautiful photos and all the beautiful poses, then, then like later down the road, they go, oh, well, we want to do save the dates, but we want to use this image. And I'm like, see how these don't match anymore. Like right. the idea of what you wanted on a save the date doesn't match the photo that you took. Right. And not necessarily style, because I think we can, you know, adapt to anybody's style and like come up. But like, if all your photos are close ups, you're going to have writing over your face. Or if all your things are really far away, it's going to be hard to get a, like a close up of your hands. Totally. So it's like you have to think, okay, we're getting married. We're going to do engagement photos. And that very next thing would be your save the dates. So like, hit me up and let me help you plan. So it's absolutely. Yeah. And, and then, and Oh, I'm sorry. Go on. No, I say, Please. and then as soon as they pick their save the dates, then I go, okay, let's start thinking about how we're going to do our invitations and things like that. Totally. Yes. Because people don't realize also how cohesive you're going to want everything to be. So, you know, your wedding style, you're going to want that to align with your invitations, which should align with your save the dates, your monograms, all of your design elements they're mm -hmm. all going to kind of blend together to create your wedding style so it is true like it's not something that people probably have at the forefront of their minds mm -hmm. but it is really important because you know you don't want this like very bold monochromatic modern you know save the date and then you have this like airy pretty whimsical you know invitation to follow or or whatever if that's your wedding style so that that is a good tip and especially if you're going to do something like very intricate the way you do because you do a lot of custom as well right right I love doing custom I think that is really where like I thrive and I find the excitement because while people are getting married essentially you're sharing your love story right like yeah you're sharing your photos you're sharing all the things that make you you so when you say like hey we're going to send out invitations it's, it's essentially the first sentence in your love story so like let's like make it this really great sentence so that people are excited to come to your wedding and then they can expect what to do or like what's going to come at the wedding so you know if you have invitations that are i would say like i don't want to 
say anything bad, but like very cookie cutter and they don't have any personality, then your guests aren't going to be excited to show up or like, it's not going to be like, um, you know, this is somewhere I want to be, or I can't wait to see what happens. And so when you can, my goal is like, when your guests are opening up their invitation, they go, oh, this is only could have come from, you know, X and Y. So it can only come from that couple because this is like infused with their personality, with their style, this shares their love story. And it like becomes so much more than just a piece of paper. It's so true because first impressions are everything. And that invitation, that saved the date really, like that first thing that goes out, that is going to set the tone for your entire wedding. And it, everything should fall in line with that. So I, I think I want to break this down just like in layman's terms, because you and I talk about it and and we're in it and we do it every day. But I think Mm -hmm. a lot of people might not fully understand like what needs to go into their invitation suite or what an invitation suite even is. Like there's so many words in the wedding dictionary that I think trip people up. So, so McLean, what is a wedding suite, wedding invitation suite? Yeah. So I'd say your wedding invitation suite really consists of an invitation, which gives the very, the very basic, like we are inviting you to our wedding day. And then that can include, I mean, obviously that will include the names, the dates, times, place. And it's like, I like to keep it pretty simple. I don't think it makes sense to um, clutter that invitation because that's usually the piece that people keep as yeah. their keepsake. So if it's got like everything on there, it feels really busy. But then that's where you see the suite come in and you have an RCP card. And then that's the card that they, you know, fill out their name and um, they send it back, let you know if they're going to come. And then you have a details card. And that's where we put all the, you know, all the very important details or the things that you just want your guests to know. So if you have a dress code or if parking is weird or if you want to, you know, link your registry information, they go hotels, you know, stuff like that. That all goes on the details and they can keep it. It all should match, not be like exact copies, but like all should match. So it feels cohesive. Um, and then obviously you have your envelope that has to come back with the RCP card and then you have your mailing envelope and then you've got like the pretty things like the envelope liner and the wax seals and the belly bands, everything to help hold everything together and like keep it like a cute little package. So I say like the bat, the basic has to at least be an invitation and an RCP card of some sort, because yes. otherwise it just feels like a birthday party. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And you know, there is, and I, I want to get into in a little bit, some digital stuff, but there is an element of a wedding invitation that really separates a wedding from other types of events. And Mm -hmm. you want your wedding to feel a little bit more elevated. And for me personally, I think that in our ever evolving and changing world, no matter how technologically advanced we get, the snail mail invitation will be a non-negotiable for me. It's just something that you can hold in your hand, something tangible, that is the essence of the beginning of your wedding and letting people know what kind of event it's going to be. If you're having a backyard barbecue, it's super cash, you know, you're texting people and invite, that's different. But for most people, Mm -hmm. they want their wedding to be this like really special event. Right. I mean, essentially, like your goal when you get married is like to only have one, right? And so, yeah, that's the goal. 
and not saying that like you have to go like crazy all out but yeah. there is something to be said when you have something made for you for this day just like your dress you know is tailored for you and the suit is made for you and you have like the personalized handkerchief and all the things like having invitations that are made just for you that explain you know your details and your wedding like it just feels special it really does and it does. I think and I think now even after the world went a little bit crazy and prices went a little bit nuts around, you know, across the board, I sure. think guests are starting to understand the importance of being invited to an to a wedding and how yes. much that actually costs. So when you can have that paper or um, snail mail come in the mail and you're like, oh my God, we got invited. Like I, I you know, I, it's an honor to me because I know it's expensive. And so when someone wants me there, I'm like, Made the day. It feels it feels elite too. And like that is another aspect of it that I think we don't touch on enough either. Even right now, like I'm getting all of my Christmas cards in the mail. And I love getting a piece of mail and I love seeing that. But that has always been exciting for me. I don't know if that's like a personal thing, but I think everyone kind of loves that. And I hope that you're right, that people do understand like what an honor it is. Like this is, you know. Most people don't understand this either. And I hope anyone who's planning a wedding thinks about this a little bit. But most people don't know, like, you're not making your money back most of the time in gifts. Like, that's a myth. <laughs> Unless someone is generously paying for your wedding, which, you know, God bless. Um, I, I certainly had help from my parents, which was, like, amazing and super generous. Mm -hmm. And still, like, you, you don't make it back in most cases. So it really is, it's such an honor and, you know, people do put so much emphasis and detail into it. And that's why they come to you because you have such a creative eye and you do such beautiful design work. Do you have a favorite invitation that you've done or a suite that you've done? You know, um, Actually, I feel like I just created one that I'm absolutely in love with. And I'm so excited about it because it's actually going to be featured in California Wedding Day magazine. So stop it. Oh, my gosh. Congratulations. You know, That's it's amazing. Really, thank you. I'm really excited for this one because I think this was like the epitome of storytelling for me. The theme of the wedding was um, like mountain adventure, but romance and that was it that was like that's what you get and like use these like colors ish i'm like okay and so <laughs> it's like you know you're plan you like and so then like all the like i have like a rolodex in my head of all the ideas and like things start coming up like what can i do how can i make this special how do i yes. make this look old and not look vintage but like going through like check all the boxes and so this invitation um we did like deckled edges, which is like the raw edge mm. paper, but then we painted it in like gold. So the edges of the paper were like rolled in gold and wow. the entire invitation was written in like hand scroll. So it just looks like a letter. Like we're just inviting you to this. So it felt really simple, but romantic. We used um, like an overlay, like, so it was like clear vellum paper. And then we like, love is an adventure. And we put them a picture of the mountains in the background. So we're like, we brought out all the bells and whistles for this. And I mean, even to the name cards, we had like gold tassels hanging off the little placemats and it just oh. it turned out so pretty. And I'm so excited about it that I can't oh wait to gosh. see the feature. Cause I think it's going to actually supposed to hit, um, 
it's supposed to hit stores December 9th, so this should be out pretty soon. So, Oh my gosh. I, if you remember, tag me in it, but I'm going to be looking out for it because I'm so excited to see it. It sounds gorgeous. Yeah. I, and I think really what we come of it, like, I love when I get to like the, the satisfaction I get when I see like an invitation unfold specifically for a couple, I think that's what it really is. Is like, I, I had a couple who, um, initially thought they were going to just do like digital invitations they're like it's not a big deal we're not that worried about it our friends are like understand us we're super chill and I was like yeah. okay but let me pitch you this idea <laughs> on like how we can do this slightly what different. if we just yeah and I was like, that sounds great but no we're not doing that. And, and she was my friend so it was okay that I spoke yes. to her that way and um it was funny because even like their save the dates they wanted to use their engagement photos and they they were on this like journey of like they got engaged and then they were engaged for a couple of years it was a while and yeah. like, they were just taking their time they were like no rush but when we sent out their save the date she's like we kind of want to do something funny it's our personality a little bit sassy and so we printed their save the dates and like all matte where like you know it's not shiny or anything and yeah. then we have this process where it's like spot gloss where we can tell the print where to like you can print in certain places that are glossy so i used a text clear print like you could only see it if you like use the light but it was like it's about damn time it was like their song and so like if you looked at it, it looked fine and then you turn it and you're like oh okay that is so cute and it, i'm like it's, it's those simple little, but, yes yeah. but it's those little things that make a difference it, it yeah. really is yeah. Oh, I love that. So, you know, you do a lot of delicate and intricate details as well. I've seen mm -hmm. some of your work where you have, you know, these beautiful ribbons and pearls and, you know, some of those details. So I wanted to ask you from a professional's standpoint, yeah. when you're sending those invitations, do you have any tips on actually mailing them to prevent damage? I mean, yeah, I would say... Um my biggest tip is let me do it for you. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to the pros here. Come on. <laughs> like, like, just hire me from start to finish. Let me just mail them. Cause then, you know, I'll make sure they're right. Um, yes. but no, I, I do. I mean, I take them every time I, every time I make an invitation, it doesn't matter. I think if, even if I've done a similar one, as far as like the components, I always take it to the post office beforehand. And I'm like, tell me what this needs. And I like make sure. So, yeah. you know, most of the time I use, I mean, I always use high quality paper so that yeah. it, it's not thin. There's no ripping, there's no tearing of that sort. So when I use, um, like liners, I'll use like the tissue paper to make sure like the pearls don't poke through and I'll like make sure that the wax seal is laying flat, that the ribbon is tied correctly. So you can absolutely do the DIY version. And there's plenty of YouTube videos and show you like this, how you make a wax seal and you can do it. But like, if you don't understand how the post office works, because they have a special machine and yes. like, if you can't machine it, then we have to hand process it. And then if we hand process it, you're going to have to have extra postage. And if you don't know that and you just send them all out in the mail, you're going to get them all back and all that postage is going to be ruined. Your envelopes are going to be ruined. And like, these are the questions you have to know to ask. And a lot of people don't, they don't right. think, Oh, I'll just send it in the mail. It'll be fine. It's letter size. Right? right. But, but that's not always the case. So. Yeah. And that's something that people don't think about a lot too, when they factor in even budget for their invitations. 
the postage <laughs> is yeah. so expensive, especially if you have like a really beautiful thick paper and mm-hmm. an intricate invitation. Like it can it can get pretty hefty. So yeah, and you like see like those invitations maybe like on Pinterest when they have all the vintage post uh, postage on the side, right? And like maybe the postage stamp was like two cents, but you yes. could pay like four dollars for that one postage stamp. So yeah. if you do it wrong and you don't add up correctly, and you've got like eighty dollars worth of postage just down the drain. So oh my god, like we have tricks about all of that. We we I always tell like when I submit like a quote to somebody and they're like, Hey, what would it cost? And I like break out all the pieces. Okay. We have a wax stamp. Is this going to add two cents, like two extra stamps? If we do this, it's going to add extra. So like I tell them so that they can factor that in, yeah. um, in the beginning, but yeah, it isn't, it is an item that most people forget about because even when they're like, okay, it's going to cost me three stamps to send out my invitation. We still have to think about the stamp that has to go on the RCP envelope that goes on the inside. And like, they're like, oh yeah, there's another stamp I have to put. Otherwise people aren't going to send me the RCP back. Right, right. So, yeah, you cannot forget to do those on your RSVPs because, you know, you don't want to give your guests a chore to do too. And it's like, yeah. it's just a bad look at that point. Yeah, so and- I want to talk to you also about the wording on save the dates, invitations, the whole nine. So mm-hmm. for save the date, what should go on and what should not go on a save the date? Is there anything that's like not necessary? I definitely don't think like the venue is necessary for the save the date. Like mm-hmm. city, yes. Like yes. let them know where they're going to be traveling to. Sure. So like I don't think you need to ever put like the location of the actual wedding. And so why is that? Like why I and I know we all do it, but is that just like an industry thing that we, you know, we've always done so that's like why we do it? Is there is there a reason for that? I think the reason for that was because it sort of makes a reason for the invitation right? Okay. So if you give all the information on the save the date, then they're going to be like, well, why did you send out an invitation? Totally. Or like, why are we double dipping information? And Makes then I sense. think that helps just like unclutter the stationery that you have to send out or you should be sending out because yeah, like the save the date, obviously this, like I like to put save our date. It makes it just feel slightly more personal, but like save our date, I always put yeah. their names. Um, and then I put the city that the wedding is going to be held at or the reception, whichever they're having. And then um, obviously the date and formal invitation to follow so that they know like, hey, you're not missing information. We're letting you know ahead of time. Right. And I like to include photos, but that's not, all, you know, that's not everybody's preference. Some people don't like to include the photo. Yeah. Um, and then there's other ways to do it. Like you can always include like a photo in the envelope liner if you're like not keen on having it in there or like on the back side if you want to do like double-sided printing. So sure. there's like options for that as far as design. But I think like the save the date information should be fairly basic. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then what about invitation? So this is more layered because I guess it depends on, you know, whether your ceremony and reception is at the same place and, and a few other details, but more broad spectrum. Like what could you tell people like this should go on, this should not go on. <laughs> well, I think that the wedding invite itself, like you said, it has so many different like uh, areas that you have to be aware of. Like, are you including your parents' names? And traditionally that's like, you would include your parents' names if they're paying for the wedding. And right. 
if that's the case, do you put both sets of parents? Are your parents still together? Now are you putting step parents and like so that is we- something that like I I take I took for granted so much because, you know, when you do other people's weddings, that's something that's like, okay, like they'll figure that out. They'll pick yeah. their design, they'll they'll word it the way they want. But when I was getting married, my husband's parents are split up. And they like we were getting help from from everyone which was like so lovely and sweet but I was like yeah what are we gonna do about the wording of the invitation so you know it's it turns into a whole thing so let's say you know one or both sets of parents are split up what would you recommend for that I would say that if they're not keen on having everybody's name listed it's just say together with our families and then Love like, it. that covers everybody and, and that makes it nice and simple and easy. But if, you know, um, traditionally the wedding was, was hosted by the bride's parents because the bride's parents were giving her away. So sure. it would be like the daughter of, you know, John and Jane are getting married to this person, son of, and then put his parents' names. And so like, right. you're kind of like giving a timeline, almost like an almost felt more like a news article than anything yeah yeah. but now you know a little like family tray (laughs) yeah and I think that like if you are okay with that and both sets of parents are together and that's what you want and you want to honor them in that way like great do that but I always say like simple is better and then instead of like honoring them with their name on the invitation I would say like make sure at the reception that you stop whatever you're doing during speeches and like say thank you in front of everybody and like call them out like not just to our parents but like thank you you know mom and dad thank you his mom and dad thank you step parents like we appreciate all of it and I think that almost feels more like a like a shout out in a way and then something that they'll like be more appreciative than just having their names on the invitation so yeah definitely because when you get into like you know four to eight people you know being listed that's that's taken up a lot of space on the invite and you've got like you know now everyone's got different last names and like how is this person this person got remarried this person didn't and they don't want to know people to know they didn't get and then like the dynamics of it all I'm like it's just an invitation that's just family no totally (laughs) totally do you do you think it's overkill to put both couples first names as well I've seen it most, I mean, I, I don't, my name is really long, obviously it's yeah. 10 letters. So, yeah. so I'm it's like, beautiful. I'm I love your name so much, but yeah, it takes up a lot of space. It does. And I know that and JT's is only two letters. So I'm like, if we, like up the least amount of real estate, we're good. Right. Um, but I've seen it mostly, I, I mostly see it when it's like um, a doctor, like the doctor wants to use their, you know, their professional name. They want to be like Mr you know, or Dr. This and Mrs. This, and they'll use their both first names. I don't sure. see it too often when you have both names. Although I think that when you're addressing yeah. is that when you're doing your Excel is like, um, I've seen a couple of times, like, so people fill out their Excel sheets and they send them to me. And then that way I can print on their envelopes. And so while I'm going through it, although I don't know how people's names are spelled, I do go through it to like, make sure there's not like a weird typo or something feels so off. And then I'll reach out. But, um, one couple I had a while ago, they were filling out like the guest plus one. 
Yeah. Right. And they were just putting the plus one as like a placeholder. And then they forgot to change one of their placeholders. And it was like, it was like Mike and Mike's crazy new girlfriend. And I was like getting ready to print. And I was like, um, can we just, can I change? (laughs) Mike's going to appreciate that coming from his invitation. Oh my gosh. Disaster ensues. Oh my God. And I was so, and I mean, I was like through all the checkpoints, and I was like, okay, just getting ready. Oh, whoa! You're like, okay, never mind. We're gonna we're gonna pause on that one. Yeah, another reason to hire professional for this <laughs> type of service. Like another set of eyes never hurt anybody. It- <laughs> never, 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 never. So let's let's talk about actually because you brought up plus ones. I want to mm-hmm. talk about some some wedding things that can be a little bit controversial. So in addition to being an invitation designer, you know, doing wedding stationery, you're also an event coordinator. Mm-hmm. So you are like in the trenches of weddings, like you have a deep understanding of it inside and out. So I'm sure you see a lot of the common woes that couples have. And one of them is the plus one. And there's a lot of facets to it. But you you had a video that I loved on Instagram, and um, I think you said like, why should why you should invite someone to your wedding that you don't know, and you like flipped around, and you're like you shouldn't, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was so cute and funny, and like to an extent I do agree, but what what are your thoughts? And it's it varies depending on like you know how intimate your wedding is, but what are your thoughts on like let's say you know Mike does have a crazy new girlfriend like. Should she be invited to the wedding? Should she not? Is that like the right place to meet someone in your opinion? Right. I think that this really like that video really stemmed for me like quick backstory. I was married once before and it was really short. Um, But that wedding was textbook. Do what you're supposed to do, which is probably why I feel so like do whatever you want. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Definitely. I I definitely, you know, like there were a lot of regrets with that first wedding. And so. One of them was like, oh, you need to invite grandma's neighbor from, you know, back east. And, and I was like, we, I don't even know who grandma is, let alone <laughs> grandma's neighbor. Like, and it became this like snowball of crazy. Like, who are we inviting to this wedding? Because right. it didn't, it started to not feel like it was about us. It started to feel like, oh, how, how is our family going to celebrate the, the fact that their kids are getting married, which yeah. I can appreciate. Like, you know, as I, as I have my own, I always think about this one day, like, shoot, I'm going to have to really rein myself in because I don't want to be like the crazy mom who's like, yeah. no, you have to invite my best friend. Of course. Um, but I do think that I had this like really arbitrary, like rule that if you didn't know my favorite color, then you weren't coming. Like, and it's pretty evident, like what my favorite color is. And yeah. so when you stare at my Instagram, it's like pink everywhere. But <laughs> if you didn't know that, I was like, why? Why? Because I, I'm not going to, and I have this whole chart. I have a chart um, and I don't, I think it's up on my website still, but I have this chart. It's like how to break down your guest list. And it would like start, like, are they a coworker or are they not? And then you would like go through this like line chart and essentially got down and it's like, you had to spend five minutes on your wedding day talking yeah. to this person. Would you want to? Right. And if the answer is no, like, why are they there? Why are they invited? Yeah. And, and, yeah. It, and it doesn't have to be like, like, obviously you don't want to be like rude about it. Like if Mike's got a crazy new girlfriend and you've, nobody's met her and you're like, maybe like, Hey Mike, we, you know, we're limited on space. It's not like anyone's going to actually like challenge you on that. 
Sure. If like Mike is, you know, engaged to crazy new girlfriend, then I would say, you know, an engaged person is someone they're going to spend the rest of their life with, hopefully. Even if she's crazy, maybe you just like have the coordinator say, hey, this chick needs to be like under control. And then I have my eyes on her all night long. And I'm like, oh. Honey, I love that. Let me take that drink for you. And they're like, walk away, right? Swap it for water. Yeah, we're good. Oh, they said that this one was bad. I'm going to take that. So, so and I do it. I do it all the time. And I'm like, and I'm like, yeah. I don't really, I'm not really, I'm here to make the couple's day as stress-free as possible. So yeah. if it's me like playing babysitter in a nice way, like I'll do it. You know, I don't, I don't mind. I haven't had, I haven't had a moment where I was like, absolutely not you're beat you're crossing the line I think the people who like need to be like wrangled understand that they are you know wild a little bit and then they they get it and so I'm like and I'm I'm very honest about it like I'll say it at the rehearsal dinner I'll say it like hey guys like I have you know strict rules to follow and I don't ever say like who it's from so they can never blame anybody but I'm like hey they they say like we're we're down to two drinks before the wedding like nobody's having more than two you know and if I go in there and I see shots and I'm like thanks guys and I like take them and I'm like I'll be back after the wedding you know we're gonna steal them yeah that's another thing too like I I never understand why the push for groom and groomsmen to like drink to their heart's content pre-ceremony there's so many reasons why it's just a terrible idea but one of them is like you are going to look terrible in the photos like it's just not going to be a good look I actually have a pretty funny story so even like you know (laughs) we all make mistakes but even with all my experience and like everything I tell people I was a bridesmaid in a wedding that was two months before my wedding it was like one of my dear friends so you know in that time when you're planning like you're busy like you know you're missing meals you're like running all over the place so I'm like I'm like down weight. So, you know, I can't really hold my liquor as much as I typically could. And we're on the bus on the way from ceremony to reception because it was a church ceremony. And the groomsmen have four logos. And I'm 30. I haven't had a four logo since I was like 18. (laughs) I'm like, oh, I remember them. Like, mind you, haven't eaten all day. So like some of the bridesmaids were like, oh, we'll, we'll like share one. I am, I am drunk. Like I am drunk before reception starts. Like we're in the pictures and thank God I didn't like ruin all of them, but some of them, my eyes are just like so glazed <laughs> over. I'm like, you dumb ass, you know better. You're so stupid. Why would you do that? It's just such a bad idea. Like party after, after the pictures no, are done, no. knock yourself out, do whatever no. you want. Oh, come on. And I think that also as and like as a logistics kind of mindset, it always slows the timeline down. So yes. it always takes, so if you're like parting before, right? And then your like movements are slower. Your reaction is slower. You're like, so then all the stuff that like you could bang out of the way and then get to the parting at the end, it all starts to take longer. And then yes. like the drunkenness gets harder because then they're and like, now I'm bored. Give me another one. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is right. not. This is a timeline not. is everything. Like it is absolutely everything on the day. So Everything we could do to stay the timeline, including not drinking before ceremony. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, you have the one shot or whatever, but it was funny because I was no, reading this study about weddings, and they said that um, there's a huge, and they did like a full medical study on this. And there was a, there was a, they said the difference between being nervous and being doubtful is 
like the factor to whether or not the marriage will hit five years. And so they said, as guys are like, oh, I'm, I'm nervous. I need to take a drink. I need, you know, I need to take a drink of this and that. Like that was completely different than like, if the bride was like, I need a shot cause I'm worried. And then like her, her tail was like, so when I see, so it's like bringing back to the alcohol. If I see a bride who's like, I need shots. I'm so worried. I'm like, shots aren't going to fix this. Let's, let's figure out what's going on so that we can like move through this. Because I think when people take a shot because they're nervous, like whatever, but like when someone's drinking because they're doubtful, I think that's like the bigger problem. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not a good crutch. Like if you're someone who can drink socially and you like it, it takes a little edge off. That's fine. But like at any moment where you're drinking to solve a problem, it's just, it's the wrong direction. Right. And I always get worried about what they give people. And they're like, bring in, like, like you have to, like, I think it sounds silly, but like clear liquids, please. <laughs> like if you're going to take a shot of something or give a shot to the bride, do not bring her red wine. Like do uh, not yes. bring her a whiskey. Do not bring her these things. Because if she spills even a drop, it is going to show up everywhere. And the same thing goes for snacks hors d'oeuvres. Like if you're bringing someone a shrimp cocktail, do not bring cocktail sauce for the bride. Like bread, no, doesn't need to be near the dress. Don't need any <laughs> melted cheese. Need no. Any of this stuff, please. Keep the it's, butter away. <laughs> it's the last thing we need. The last thing we need. Oh my God. Okay. So another controversial wedding topic I have for you. Okay. Children at weddings. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, okay. So yeah, let's talk about it. It's definitely yeah, one of those topics that I didn't realize it was going to be controversial because it felt like such a common thing in the wedding world that when I made my first reel about a kid-free wedding, yeah. and it wasn't even about a kid-free wedding. It was like, if you're having a kid-free wedding, this yes. is how you say it, right? Totally. Instagram went bonkers. Like the video hit like 2.7 million views in like a week. And I was like, what is happening? And then it turned into well, what's the cutoff age. And then that video hit like 4 million. And then I had brought it up again. And like, it just like people were very adamant about like what weddings are about and who should be invited. My personal opinion is that if you do not want kids at your wedding, there is no shame in the game at all. Totally. Totally. I 100% agree. And that's so funny. Like, what's the cutoff age? The cutoff age is whatever the hell I damn well please. The cutoff people are whoever the hell I damn well please. Like, if if you don't like it, don't go. Like, it is quite simple. simple. I thought it was too, but the internet decided no. They were very angry because it was like, oh, if it's adult free, but I'm a nursing mom, of course I'm allowed to take my baby. And I was like, no, no, like, you're not. No, like, you're that's not. That's the rule. Absolutely. You know? And, you know, if you have, like, I don't want to say being a nursing mom is, right. is a medical condition because it's not. Like, you, you, have, you have a responsibility. So, like, let's say you simply cannot get out of work. Like, that's a responsibility that you need to tend to. If you are, like, you're strictly breastfeeding, you're not, you know, pumping, and, like, that's it then your responsibilities lie elsewhere. You you can't just do anything you want when you have strict, a strict set of yeah. rules that you're abiding by personally. Yeah. There's no, and as long as there's no hard feelings, like I think we talk about this a lot, 
you know, oh, guests should do this or shouldn't do that. But I think also it's important for couples to not have hard feelings as well. Like if someone can't attend your wedding or can't do something in a certain capacity surrounding your wedding, like this is a celebration. This is not an indication of their support for you or your marriage. Of course, it would be great to have them there. But hopefully if you're close enough with someone like, this isn't the make or break of of your life like right no and i totally agree i agree 100 i say if as the couple if you're gonna stipulate there are no kids then you have to be willing to accept that people are going to say no and you have to be okay with that so absolutely if you put the rule in place and then you get pissed that people are not following or can't follow your rule like that doesn't make any sense to me right so yeah, I, yeah, I'm so with you there. Yeah, I, it's something that like, you know, we, you and I, I think I, I could say are pretty rational people, probably you people be like, <laughs> yeah, you're questionable, Adriana. But um, no, I do. I do think that, you know, when you're thinking about it logically and rationally, like, it's plain and simple, you are inviting who you're inviting, you're not inviting who you're not inviting. Right. But I do know people who like, would make those rational logical rules and then when someone can't abide by them they like lose their minds yeah. and it's part of this like little wedding bubble that you get yourself into because it is it's so special and like it's this time in your life where it's so much build up and hype and excitement and you do feel special and you should yeah but i think sometimes like even the best person in the world can kind of get it completed and be like turn into a diva a little bit yeah well I think that because most people want to be like the main character in their story right and so and I mean like that's natural that's how we all live so you have a couple who's like we're gonna have this amazing wedding we're gonna invite all our adult friends it's gonna be the best date night ever and then you have the friend from college who's like yo I can't come and then they're gonna be like wait a second you don't want to celebrate me and then like that's got nothing to do with the fact that like we don't love you we can't like we're so excited to celebrate you after you get back from your honeymoon we'll go on like a family dinner date like whatever you know the the accommodation that they can make yes Um, yeah when you like put the rule in and then you get upset about the outcome that seems quite silly to me but that's what a lot of people were saying when they were chatting on Instagram because I I did my best to try to follow all the comments and it just like, it was like a lost cause. Like I couldn't. At I that couldn't point it. it gets like impossible. I'm like every once in a while I read one. I'm like, what are we talking about? Like this doesn't make any <laughs> sense anymore. So, but I think it does come in. It has to, it, as a couple, if you're making that rule, I also don't believe it has to be a blanket rule, right? Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't have to be like, we said no kids. So no kids all around. Like when we say right. like no kids, but I'm inviting my sister and her niece and my nieces. Right. And if there's totally. the five kids at the wedding and everybody else is like, well, how come I couldn't bring my kids? It's like, because you're not my niece. You know what yes. I mean? And I feel because like that's where. My yeah. It definitely, <laughs> I don't feel like any of the rules ever have to be blanket. Like if I agree with you. So if you want to like exclude up and down, or if you want to say, you know, like we're not having kids under, or like um, one girl actually wrote in and she was like, yeah, we got an invitation to an adult only wedding. And she's like, we were married and I was 18 and I wasn't sure if I was allowed to come. And I was like, oh, that's a really good point. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, it, it makes sense when you put it that way, but it's like, you know, yeah. of course, like I've been 
a kid invited to adults only weddings. And by a kid, I mean like 15 to 18, like there weren't children, but you know, in, in my family, like not that, you know, we were slinging back trays, but like if I had a glass of wine, it wasn't a big deal. And like before then, you know, it's not really appropriate. I mean, 15 is probably not appropriate either, but you know, there, you know, like, especially if you're close enough with someone, which by the way, if they're invited to your wedding, you should be. You yeah. should be able to have those open, candid conversations. And if you can't, maybe reconsider inviting those people to your wedding. Right. I feel like there's always an accommodation if if you're like, I need to have an adult-only wedding because maybe our venue doesn't have enough space for me to invite all my kids. But yeah. I need my best friend there, and she just happens to have a one-year-old. I would say, okay, let's figure out how we can make this work. And, you know, maybe it's like if you're getting married at – uh, a church like hey maybe you can just hang out in the lobby for the ceremony I would love for you to be there but if he like you're in the back seat so if he starts to cry please just take him out because you know oh, and then like you said if you're like close enough friends I'd be like a hundred percent like totally. however I can make your day better but I also think that that goes into play with somebody who's in the wedding industry or who has planned a wedding to understand how difficult juggling all these people and all these um like their accommodations can be so if someone says like Definitely. hey i need you to wear all red to my wedding i'm like sure don't even yeah. care yeah. <laughs> ask it's not easy i'll be there <laughs> yes absolutely but yeah some people get like really butthurt about the dress code and like if there's a certain color it's like it's it's one day like if you can't accommodate it unless it's really just outlandish but then again just don't go because it's, no. yeah. it's not something that you're interested in clearly um yeah. One other thing, exactly. Yes. One other thing we touched on a little bit when we were talking about the invites, but when a parent is either contributing to the wedding or paying for the wedding in total, how much say do you think said parent should have in the planning? Let's say like guest list or even like the plans in general. Yeah. No, I, I see this all the time where parents go, well, you're going to invite my friend because I'm paying for it. And I don't know if, I don't know, like, I don't think that if you give a gift that there should be strings attached anywhere. I yeah. would I would say that my parents also helped us my, and my husband's parents helped us too. And we definitely listened to what they yeah. had to say, but the decision was ours to make, which I'm so thankful for, because I know that's not always the case for somebody. Totally. So I say that if before people even start talking about budget and like when we're going to get married, I say to the couple, like, I hope that you sat down and you made an agreement among yourselves. Like, this is what we're going to allow at our wedding. And if yeah. it's, a small guest list, then we're not budging on it because of budget. And if it does become, well, we can't afford it, have a smaller wedding. Like yeah, do it on absolutely. your own without the help and then you can have it 100% your way. Yes. Um, but I think that I think that when parents start attaching strings, it starts to feel more like a bribe than it does a gift. And I think that adds to the stress of the environment or the situation because planning really doesn't have to be stressful. It doesn't have to be the most terrible thing ever. And I think a lot of people think that like, okay, Lord, help me. I'm going to go through a whole year of planning for this wedding. I think if you're doing things that are aligned with your goals, then the situation becomes really easy. And yeah, you'll probably hit road bumps, but I don't think that, um, 
when a parent or a person or anybody says like, hey, we would like to help pay for your wedding, but in return, we want X, Y, Z. I'm like, that doesn't. It's kind of messed up. It's a, it's a messed up way to do it. And, and I'm with you. I think it's, I think it's cultural too. Yeah. And I'm very fortunate that like my parents were ready and willing to like do whatever I wanted. And you know, I'm a planner, so they kind of trusted what I was going to do regardless. But I also like, I was so, and still am so appreciative of how generous and loving they were that there were things that they never even said like, oh, we want this or that. But like I knew it would be important to them. And that was important to me. It was just like a respect thing. So, yeah. you know, it's something to think about too. And I think, like you said, I think that's so smart. Like hard and fast rules at the beginning. Talk about what you're not willing to bend on. Mm-hmm. And if and when that offer is made to contribute financially from parents or whomever, Mm-hmm. I think you can meet it with something that's like, we are so grateful and lucky to have such generous people in our lives. We just want to let you know, like, these are the rules that we kind of came up with because yeah. we want it for our wedding. And as long as you're okay with that, like, we will happily accept yeah. the money. But like, yeah. I, you see it happen all the time. Like, and I get both sides too. It's yeah. like, well, I, I'm giving you all this money. Like, I, we can't have my best friend. She's been like an aunt to you. She's given you birthday gifts your whole life. It's like, well, we have a 30 person guest list. Like we love her, but she's not on yeah. it. So yeah. as long as there's communication, respect, and understanding up front, light on the line, like everyone just puts out their expectations. Mm-hmm. I think we could avoid so much of this. Yeah. And I think that a really good point too, is if you're like, have a parent who says like, isn't able to say like, here's here's just money. They're like, Hey, what can I help with? Let them help with a part that you don't really care about. Yeah. Not yeah. That it's like, so if they make the decision, you're like, whatever, I don't even care because <laughs> this is the part that's important to me. Cause I feel like when I feel like the guest list is the harder part. And it, and to me, when I hear it with couples and I've heard it with my friends and they're like, you know, they say, well, we're paying for it. So this person's coming. And I said, it's not always about the money. It's more about the experience of the day. Like, I don't want my day to be filled with people that I don't know. Mm-hmm. Now, whether I want a, you know, donut bar versus a cake bar, that doesn't make, that doesn't make anything to me. So I don't care. So if you want to take care of desserts and you want to fill that table up with pies go for it. <laughs> that's, it. that's your favorite thing as my mom, like go for it. And I'm like super happy for you for that. Yeah. Um, so, so I think that's also like a point like, Hey, m- you know, maybe you can help us with the bar and then they can pick out the signature drink for the night. Like, cool. I don't even care because I'm going to drink champagne all night. So it's like, you know, you can, oh, I feel like there's ways to work around, but I think the respect is the big thing. I think Definitely. if you're going to accept money from somebody, then ex- ex- respect their, at least their voice. Don't necessarily feel like you should have to take their, their request. But yeah. if you can't be respectful, then I feel like that's also bad on the couple. Just as really? like, as like the parents would be, or the person giving would be like, use it as bribery. I feel like that's just not respectful. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's really good advice. Like, keep yourself accountable, be respectful, just like have good understandings. Right. So McLean, I want to play a little game with you. Okay. So I handcrafted it for you and it's called tradition or trash. Ooh, okay. <laughs> um, okay. So I'm going to go through some like standard wedding traditions with you and you tell me if you think they are tradition or you can throw them in the trash. Okay. 
Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. So excited. <laughs> <laughs> Tradition number one, bride should wear white. Ooh, I love it. You love it? I love it. I love it. And I understand not, but yes. I love a beautiful white gown. I love it too. Like even for surrounding events, shower, bachelorette party, things like that. I'm like, just do it. Like I, I seldom wear white in my life, like in the summer, a little bit, a t-shirt, but like it's your time to wear yeah. white stuff. Just go for it if you can. And you know, white's not everyone's color, but if it is like, come on. Just yeah. Do I it. feel like it's one of those special moments where like, I feel like even in prom, like, right, like prom and homecoming, you don't normally see girls wearing white dresses because it's sort of feels like it's reserved for that day. And even if you wear it for like the ceremony and then you go like wild and out for your reception because it's your thing, like, like having your moment in a white dress is like, I think it's, I think it's really special. And I also kind of take it from the perspective of the groom too. Like yeah. there's probably not many times in his life that he would have like envisioned his bride walking down in a different color. Although if that's like your personality and like black is your jam, can sure. also be very beautiful. But it is, yes, yes. I feel like it's like a, it's feel like it's like a moment that like, I imagine both people kind of like look forward to at least once in their life. I think so. You can wear any other color any time in your life. Like, but you know, I don't want people to to come after us on the internet. So, you know, <laughs> do what you want. You can do what you want, but you're gonna look great in white, I promise. Hundred <laughs> percent. Love it, love it, love it. Okay. Um, tradition number two, couple should not see each other before the ceremony. I they shouldn't or should? Shouldn't. I vote they should see each other before the ceremony. I say trash it. Yeah. And I would say take it a step further. And I and I get this because I've I've done it. So I understand like the appeal of like waiting. But like I would suggest to couples and I love suggesting and they all think I'm crazy and I can't wait for this trend to catch on. <laughs> but it's literally to get wake up together, have breakfast together, get ready together. Yeah. And then if you need like an hour apart with your girls and your guys, like do that. But like when you, when, cause timelines are everything, right. And you, when I'm looking at a day's timeline, your wedding day, you like as the bride, you know, you spend less time with the one person you're supposed to be with than any other person that day. Like, it's true. You're, you're, you spend all morning getting ready. You spend all morning getting dressed. You're running around, you're doing crazy. And then say like your ceremony starts at three o'clock or four o'clock and then at that point you're taking photos and you're with other people and you're doing all the things and it's not till like nine o'clock at night when you're like let's sit down and like how was your day yeah <laughs> so yeah I love the idea of like waking up and like having breakfast together calmly and like helping each other get ready in the morning calmly like I love that idea that's cute so I like I it that. I like it so trash that one all right love it what about a cake cut Tradition or trash? <laughs> I say keep. I say keep, keep the tradition. I like it. Me too. Me I too. think it's fun. I'm not like a huge fan of like cake smash because I don't want people's makeup to get ruined and I don't want chocolate up someone's nose and things like that. But yeah, I like a cake cut. I think it feels uh, symbolic. I don't know. Definitely. Maybe, maybe I'm old school, but I like it. I like it too. And I, it breaks my heart because I see so many, especially younger couples, like 
they don't want a cake and they don't like like just do like a little something you don't have to do a tiered cake it's just like a little tiny and they just want to do away with it and I don't even like love cake but there's something about it you're right like the cutting of the cake it's so sentimental and and special to me like just just keep it yeah Yeah, I'll say that too like if if the couple's like we're not doing a giant cake for everybody but great let's go get like this little like the I think the cake style that's pretty in right now is those vintage heart cakes with like the old school piping and like the black I'm like let's I love they're adorable I'm like not only are you going to get like your cake moment, but like, it's super Instagrammable. So like, let's, oh, yeah. let's, let's take advantage of this moment. But Absolutely. yeah, I, I love the cake. I love it. Yeah. I love it too. Okay. Beautiful. What about matching bridesmaids dresses? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. That was like, full-on reaction to that no no if anyone's listening McLean stuck her tongue out to, to the floor <laughs> might I add and I I don't disagree <laughs> I like I know the history of the bridesmaid I understand I'm total history buff so of course I like do the research and all the things but like yeah. the history of the bridesmaid was because she the bridesmaids would generally dress like the bride to confuse people trying to steal the bride away from her like on her way to the wedding like oh my they God, I didn't decoys. know that yes. wait so they were people decoys. were trying to steal the bride yes because like as the family's giving away the this bride she's like this prized possession right and the normally the guys and the girls hadn't met before their wedding day which is what the veil is for like all these things were like the bridesmaids are decoys. We're gonna we're gonna confuse evil spirits as she's walking down the aisle because she's in this what? pure white dress. Like this whole history about it. So I understand why bridesmaids need to match or why they used to match. But like, yeah, now I am all about like let your girls shine in their own personality. Like totally. let them wear what makes them feel great. Yeah, so like matches of like you know the theme. Yes, to some capacity, but like. I don't think you need to shove, you know, type A, B into type B's dress. Like, it doesn't make any sense. And She's going to feel uncomfortable. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Photos are going to suck. She's going to feel awkward. She's probably complaining to all the other bridesmaids about it and, like, bringing 100%. the energy down. You know, and by the way, you're having your bridesmaid, like, typically they're a good quality dress. You know, you're having them spend up to three, sometimes $400 you're going to have them spend that on a dress that they hate. Like this is someone you yeah. love. Come on. Yeah. Let's, yeah. let's get real. And I'd say like the people who are in your bridal party, you know, like I would, I would like to venture to say that you would love them regardless. Right. So yes. like why make them look a certain way when you yeah. know that their heart, their soul is like beautiful. Right. You're right. not going to have like terrible people. And I hope not terrible people in your bridal party. <laughs> and yeah. so if you say like, Hey, I know you, you know, you're not comfortable taking photos, showing your arms. Let's find you a long sleeve dress. Perfect. hundred percent. Like you like halters. Great. You don't have the chest for halters. Great. Let's find you a tube. You know, like, you know, uh, tube top, you know, kind of thing or, yeah. you know, and I'm like, this is not, and it doesn't, I don't think in the same color, I don't think same patterns. I think it makes for more interesting photos. I think it I also helps you stand out as the bride. Yes. And I think because you're letting your girls shine that the, like the collective shines together everybody looks better everyone looks happier and everyone's calmer just like that's 
that stress-free moment of like put together, but not. For sure. There's yeah. an idea on, on TikTok. I, I wrote down the girl's name. Her name's Devin Drain, and she's a co-host of The Fluffy Files. It's a podcast. And she has this idea. She calls it Mary-Kate and Ashley matching. And <laughs> essentially, it's like in the same vein. So like you said, it doesn't have to be the same color, style, pattern, but it's just like a compliment of a dress. So like people, you know, these style girls, they put together these like Mary-Kate and Ashley matching outfits for like best friends or whatever. But let's bring that into bridesmaids. Let's get some Mary-Kate and Ashley matching for the bridesmaids instead of like, you know, baby twins who, you know, it just, it looks crazy. Yeah. These grown women yeah. all on the same same hairdo, same everything. I'm like, what is happening in the world? No. That's no and I feel like that's, too. I feel like that's the same concept of like how we design our invitations. Like each piece should hold its own design. It's all going to match. It's going to yes. be, I'm gonna, you know, coin that Mary Kane Mary, like Ashley Olsen matching because like the imitation when you see these templates they're like cut and paste right and like the same flowers are at the top the same at the bottom and like what is special about this like no like let's change it up a little bit but it all go together so like I totally get that and I think that 100% goes to the bridesmaid dresses and even the groomsmen like I yes. do not think the guys need to all match either oh McLean I 100% agree like what is worse than an ill-fitted suit just looks like trash, like the rented show. Oh, I hate the I just, rented. Hate it, it looks, so bad. It looks bad. It let's it just call it what it is. Like if yeah. you are a model of a man and it like just happens to fall perfectly on you, okay, whatever. You're <laughs> one in a million. Uh, nine times out of ten, it's gonna look like trash. <laughs> and and just like girls' bodies are built differently, men's bodies are built differently. So totally. and I always see this with my husband when he gets asked to be in weddings. Um, he's a fireman and he's got tree trunk thighs. So you yeah. put him in a rented suit, and I'm like, like if we have to, we have to get the size to fit your thighs. Like the rest of his, he looks like he's swimming in it. And I'm like, I can't even fix it. I can't even duct tape this fix. And then you have like the slim guys, you know, who are like. Mr. Tech guy who doesn't necessarily like to work out, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. But like, suits do not fit unanimously. Looks do not fit unanimously for no. anybody. It's not yeah. one size fits all here. Absolutely Never. not. Yeah. So trash up. Trash it. All right. <laughs> and last one: bridal bouquets, tradition or trash? Ooh, I feel like I feel like tradition if it's done right yes yeah i feel like there are a lot of bridal bouquet designs and not that that's on the florist i think that the idea of that like cohesiveness of the day gets lost in the flowers because the bride thinks i want to have this flower thing and yes. then it's too big it's too heavy it's too much it takes away like i'm like i'm like i think i'm like tradition if it's minimal yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, it if can overpower, simple. especially like a small girl. Sometimes it's just like, yep. hey, where is she? You know, she's hiding behind flowers. And I think people get nervous when they walk down the aisle. You know, they like do one of these. Mm -hmm. and the flowers are like right here. And you're like, oh, at the navel, ladies. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> it's going to be fine. So they get, so yeah, I'm, I think that like, I think even in an extreme case where if you had a maximalist 
kind of wedding, even simple flowers as bouquets make more sense than adding to because you got to th- I think you have to think about it as an accessory, right? And so right. if you've already got like the the you know wild and overtop dress and you've got the jewelry and you've got the hair and the shoes, like you can't you're going to end up hiding a, behind it all. So I think I think smaller is better in this Love case. It. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Okay. McLean, before we end every episode, we do an after party. It's just four quick questions. They can be coordination or invitation related, but they don't have to be. So we are just going to go through those really quick and then I will let you go. Cause I know I kept you over time. No, no, you're fine. You're fine. But talk I could to talk girl. to you all day. You have like such good advice and you know, you, you give really good info. So Okay. First question of our after party is what is your top honeymoon destination recommendation? Okay. Uh, I would say it was funny when I was, I was thinking, just thinking about this because 20 year old me, when I got married, honeymoon destination is totally different than 30 year old me. Destination, <laughs> right? Like two totally different ideas. So I'd say yeah. based on me, like my vibe right now is like floating off a beach in Lake Como in Italy, like eating pasta like that, <laughs> like a like champagne and pasta in the water. Like yeah, I'm a happy camper, but I understand the appeal of, you know, the honeymoon is like that de-stress, a decompress. So I'd say as a couple, like my, I mean, my vote to just clarify is Italy just in general. Um, but I'd say as for a couple, I think you have to really identify what kind of honeymoon you want. There's the yeah adventure you know we're starting our life with a bang or there's like we need to relax and so if you're like looking for adventure do not book an all-inclusive resort in mexico like you're gonna be bored out of your mind (laughs) right totally totally yeah So, so you have to kind of define what what kind of honeymoon you want experience you want and then there, I mean, there, that experience can exist inside the states, outside the states, local, you know, a couple towns up. If you like, we live next to the coast. So, you know, we, if we want to go up to Santa Barbara or go to LA, we can, it's not that far, but you can make an adventure out of that or, you know, a staycation out of that. So it doesn't necessarily need to be a far honeymoon. It just needs totally. to nail the experience you want. For sure. But for you, it would be Como, you would say? Yeah, yeah for sure. Love it. Love it, love it. Pasta. Like if I'm happy. (laughs) I'm with you, girlfriend. I love it. Okay. What about your dream wedding cake flavor? Ooh, champagne. Champagne flavored cake with like sparkling buttercream and like maybe like those really pretty pearls on top like yes that like a beautiful elevated white champagne cake is my jam gorgeous that sounds beautiful and delicious <laughs> what song do you need to hear at a wedding uh, this this is funny because I don't find like I think I work so many weddings I don't really like, pay attention to often but I feel yeah. like as silly as this may be is like the love shack like when that song comes on it doesn't matter how old you are you're like yeah this is a great song everyone <laughs> knows everybody on the dance floor yes no that's a great so, one God, i, like I love one. love shack <laughs> all right mclean and then last question of the day if you could impart one piece of wisdom to any couple planning their wedding what would it be hire me no i'm just kidding <laughs> 
honest. Yeah. No, I, I honestly, what I tell, I tell couples, whether they decide to work with me or not, is that the goal of your wedding is to be married and happy. That is the goal, not to have yeah. a beautiful Instagrammable wedding. If, if it happens, great cherry on top, but like, yeah. don't ruin your relationship for a wedding. Like totally. know that your, your goal is each other. And yeah. so keep that on, you know, that eye on the prize. If you feel like things are starting to go not the way you want them to. So just like take yeah. it back and just re remember what the goal is. So that's what I always tell people. Love it. Love it. It's really good advice. Glean, this was so, so fun. Yeah, Tell everyone where they can find you. I'll link it all below. Sure. Yeah. I'm always on Instagram. That's like, that's where I mostly sit in social. And you, my handle is at Queen Bee Design Studio. And you can visit me also at my website, which is queenbeegraphics.com. I'm usually in those two places, posting reels, getting a lot of uh, comments about my crazy ideas, but I'm always sharing tips and tricks and ideas. So it's always a lot of fun to connect with you guys if you want to stop by and chat. Love it. Yes, definitely check her out. McLean, thank you for being here, truly. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. It was so fun. All right. I will talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the episode today. Please like, review, rate, subscribe, follow whatever the things are. It's really, really helpful. If you do support us, there's something in it for you too. You'll have the opportunity to win a free prenup bridal prep planner. We give one away every month. I have the directions on how to do that below, so make sure you check that out. Thank you again for listening. Happy planning. See you next Wednesday.